You're listening to the Best Box Podcast, where we talk about how to build healthy businesses and communities in the digital era. Hosted by tech entrepreneurs, Tony Halbrook and Nicole Moore, along with portrait photographer, Jake Warren. We share insights on how to connect and serve so you can thrive as a digital entrepreneur. Cool, so welcome, 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 welcome to a cold afternoon in a rainy Vancouver and different area, but uh, we've got Brandon and Carter on the podcast, so welcome guys. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so today, today we are going to dig into athlete experience or customer experience, let's say, right? So we've all been in the stores and done the shopping things. And, you know, Starbucks is maybe a good example of this that we talk about of, well, like why you would pay five, six, seven, eight dollars for a coffee. And it's not necessarily because it's the best beans, but it's because you go into this trendy restaurant. Maybe the beans are the best. I don't know. I'm not disputing that. But you go into this trendy restaurant, right? You get the fancy fancy glass, the fancy cup. You get access to all this other stuff, right? That's the experience that you pay for. Um, and that is that same thing is true in retail and restaurants and gyms and in fitness and in everything, right? There's good experiences and there's bad experiences. And so we are lucky that uh, we have Coach Carter here today and he has joined our community for almost two years now. Um, but we were lucky to have him kind of stumble into our life and, and really lead a lot of the customer experience or athlete experience at our affiliates campus crossfit um and we also have on here uh somebody who he often refers to as his mentor his uh the person that sort of got him started into this stuff and and really sort of uh set the set the bar high for what customer experience and athlete experience means and and that's uh coach brandon i'll let him do his own introductions and stuff but this is kind of what we're going to focus on. And so by way of getting some introductions out there, Carter, why don't we start with you? If you can maybe just tell everyone uh, kind of how you got started in coaching and what you do today for coaching. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I got my start in coaching uh, back in 2014, like back in 2014, I was doing, taking a, an exercise science diploma. I was in my second year and Myself and two friends were like, hey, well, we've been doing CrossFit for a little over two years now. Why don't we go get our level one? Uh, kind of fit with the program, what we're doing. We're basically going to school to be personal trainers. Uh, and then we're like, let's get this certification to go with this education. Uh, and then kind of from there, just as a matter of just getting going through the process and having the opportunity to coach, uh, I worked with CrossFit Leftridge for a handful of years, Cross the Last Bridge eventually became or rebranded into Fuel, Lifestyle and Performance. And I spent four years with Fuel and then uh, COVID pandemic and brought me out to the coast and I was looking for a job and my wife had a feeling to, hey, check out campus. I know that gym's close to my parents and uh, hit you guys up and you guys had just posted a an ad for a coach and i hit it up and applied and now uh what turned out as a, a coaching position with the desire to support you in the background it turned into uh head coach and managing the gym so that's what i do now it's a memorable interview. I like had Carter on there, super professional. I'm like, first interview. And Carter's cat walked in. I'm like, oh my gosh, you have a cat? Tony's like, that went right out the window. As soon as that cat came on, like out the window. <laughs> but it was so good. <laughs> yeah. I remember like going into that interview, like I had a hat on backwards and I was like, like my wife's like, take that off. You like, look like an idiot. You look so unprofessional. Oh, okay, I'll take it off. <laughs> get on, get on the, the interview. And like, there's Tony with his hat on backwards. I was like, oh, I totally could have worn my hat. <laughs> and then and then my cat came on the tv uh came on the call and ruined everything <laughs> super professional all right all right good so we know carter's background so brandon why don't you introduce yourself where did you get your start in coaching and what are you doing today yeah so i very similar to uh to carter um i got into crossfit when i was in university studying for my kinesiology degree and I went to school in Louisiana. That's where I finished up. And for my final year, I interned at a, at a CrossFit gym, <clears throat> which was like a dream internship for me. Um, just got to work out a ton, learn, uh, like talk to the coaches, uh, pick their brains, uh, try and learn as much as possible. 
Um, and then once or through that internship, that's when I knew that that's what I wanted to move into after I was done my degree. Um, so I had, so after I was done in Louisiana, I played baseball in the summers in Lethbridge. And so it was my last summer playing baseball. Um, and so I was playing baseball and I was, uh, working out at the CrossFit gym there. And, uh, once my baseball season ended, um, I decided that I wasn't going to go back and get a master's. I was just going to dive right into coaching and wanted to, yeah, wanted to start ASAP and on my way out of town, um, basically just floated it by, um, the owner saying, Hey, I'm, uh, I'm not going back to school. Like I really want to coach. Um, let me know if there's an opportunity and I'll move here ASAP. And, uh, thankfully, yeah, uh, fuel lifestyle and performance was just being kind of dreamt up. And so a couple months later, I, I, uh, moved back to Lethbridge and started, uh, coaching full time, um, kind of on the ground floor of, uh, the business there. Very cool. And what are you doing today these days? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So, um, so I was coached there and then like six months after I started coaching, um, I was approached to buy in. So then bought in, became a, became an owner and, uh, transitioned into um, like evening manager and like full-time manager of uh, one of the full-time managers at the gym um, was there for four, yeah, four years. And then like a month after Carter actually moved to uh, the mainland, I moved to Victoria, BC yeah. um, where I uh, now am a coach and personal trainer at Tyrannus athletics in Esquimalt. Cool. Wow. Very cool. So you guys, um, so you guys had four years overlap then is that right three or four years of actually getting to work together is that right yeah four years four yeah years out. yeah and so who hired who then brandon did you hire carter or like how did that how did that work i think we both got hired at the same time right yeah because yeah like because i'd approached uh heather the other or the owner before brandon bought in uh fuel and i kind of said I want to be a part of this when it starts and when it started up I moved over so got it cool and so did you guys know each other before fuel then like through the baseball side of things actually not through the baseball side of things uh we like knew each other just as members at uh CrossFit Lethbridge uh mm -hmm. before Brandon finished his baseball career and then uh kind of moved from there cool cool all right let's um Let's dig a little, a little bit to to that sort of time, that that CrossFit uh, experience, those kind of four years, right? And so, you guys are starting. It sounds cool, actually. You you were able to start fresh. It sounds like, right? You had a clean slate with fuel. Was that fairly? Is that accurate? Uh, for me, yeah, yeah. That was like my first coaching experience. Um, I like, uh, yeah, helped, uh, helped set up the gym when it was being built and like had the offer to, uh, yeah, to like be the evening full-time coach. And right. yeah, that was like my first, um, first job coaching. So I was like over the moon, just ecstatic. And, uh, yeah, that's how I got into it. Hmm. It's one of those things, like if you can get a job somewhere where, you know, it's established and there's experience, there's tons of value in that, but being part of something from the ground up where you get to be involved in like the setup and figuring it all out and going through the struggles is just like so much experience that comes from that and so many like deeper connections. And yeah, that's really cool. Totally. Yeah. At, at the time I was like, this is perfect timing and just seeing what, like what'll unfold and yeah looking back like learning so much from seeing that first like ground level like starting uh like the the business getting going was uh yeah just so valuable that's awesome so what was it like i'm curious you you get to start from square one right and you get to kind of craft that customer experience right from the beginning where did you start brandon like what was what was some of the first important things that you you wanted to focus on uh first thing was like coaching a good class i was just just super focused on that. And I would like, I would, my shift would start at uh, like four o'clock class and I would, we had open gym from one to four. So I would do some extra training there. Um, but I would do the noon class uh, and take Heather's class. And basically like for the first, like a pretty much year, just like regurgitate everything that she said and just like wanted, cause she has been, she's been coaching. She'd been coaching for like 10 years before that. Um, so we, uh, yeah, we had like a wealth of knowledge to pull from nice. and they, yeah, that's really how it started. And then once I bought in and saw 
the business side and like started just consuming podcasts and listening to other resources and just trying to learn as much as I could. Then like the rest of the customer experience um, facets really started to, to come into play. But like that number one, number one thing was learning how to coach a good class, like good, good gym flow, making sure everything's on time. And then also giving the value of coaching cues to the members and connecting with the members and um, yeah, just like helping build that community atmosphere. Um, yeah. That CrossFit does so well. Totally, totally. Cool. So with um, a customer experience, like we've touched on this in a number of different ways, like across the podcast. And um, I come from like a recreational municipal government fitness, kind of like a, a, you know, big rec centers where like customer service and customer experience is a huge part of what we do. Um, But so even though I was like part of a rec gym and then since I joined CrossFit, like right away, like the, the intimate community piece of it was just like stood out and I was like even though I have this access to like unlimited fitness like this is I'm still going to choose to like leave my fitness job to go to like another fitness space because it was so memorable in in that way and like I've continued to see that in the journey of like multiple gyms and like what we're doing now and like everyone we talk to goes like and the community piece of like CrossFit that's like a thing um I think as we like dig into a little bit more about customer experience like you've heard on previous podcasts I talk a lot about like the purple cow experience if anyone's like read that book we talk about it and like that the experience like all the experience the example I always use is like if you drive down the road and you see brown cows you're gonna be like cool there's cows or like maybe not even look but if there was a purple cow you'd like pull over you tell somebody like it's memorable and someone would take a picture and share it and how that kind of like a ripple effects and spreads and you know in what we do we kind of talk about like there's lots of purple cows we can talk about in software when the business is ready for that like automatic reminders and things like that but we see these like little things about like the just that one-on-one connection is like a purple cow experience like you don't get that when you go necessarily to um a bigger gym or other places like that those little the little details is what like we kind of see as a theme that stands out that really makes like customer experience memorable um both like in classes and like this the system stuff so um for you carter is someone who kind of um oversees customer experience at campus um like what does this mean kind of for you and like what do you kind of do at campus with with customer experience uh yeah so i like to like starting from day one uh for us it's like you know when we set up our intros and we get them in the door for that first time we you know we want it to be that experience where like they want to come back um and that's kind of been my experience with anything as far as customer experience goes or that member experience goes is that like how can you like not how can you but how can you create an environment or an atmosphere where they're going to want to come back to it um sometimes a little bit it's just like selling yourself first like winning them with your own with like my personality or the other coach's personality whoever's there at that time like create that relationship create that friendship you only have a few moments to create that relationship and a lot of like i think first impressions do matter and it's that first impression when they come in the door and you smile and you say hi to them and you ask them how their day is going you you ask them about themselves and make them feel like they're important and they are and then you get into it and say i want to know about you first before i get into what we have here for you um so then it just shows them how important they are to you and then you give them more value and that's kind of what it's been like for me like my background as well like i spent eight years in sales with uh the supplement company GNC and still is a matter of like, yeah, I could sell someone a bunch of protein in one sale, but it means nothing if they don't come back then uh, a month later. So like in that sale, how am I going to create um, a experience where they're like, yeah, that was awesome. I want to come back. And I have that all the time in that store where people would come back be like, Hey, that was awesome. I'm going to come back. Like, you know, it's that recurrence. It's that return membership or that um, retention that you want. And, you got to create it. Totally. And I love that like people first kind of thing. So that kind of like leads into what, like, what do we think? Um, like why is the gym ex- or boutique gym experience like so much different than just like other customer service service experiences, whether that's like at a gym or somewhere else, like what have you guys seen firsthand that like makes it different? Maybe we'll go with Brandon. What are you? Yeah. Um, kind of ties back into that, uh, like unique CrossFit community vibe. Um, that's the, 
like first thing that stood out to me when I was a member and when I like was like, what is CrossFit? I just want to go check it out. And yeah. I was blown away by how welcoming everyone was. Yeah. And because yeah. that had not been my experience with any other gym. Everyone's got like headphones in or just like, I'm here, I'm like doing my thing. Like, uh, no, you can't mix in with me on this set. Like, wait till I'm done or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but at CrossFit, everyone's like so stoked to see you. And yeah. um, the more and more I got into it, it's, it's, like, it's like you're all on a team. And I come from team sport background, same as Carter. I played baseball for 20 years. And being a part of a team is like super fulfilling to me. Um, so I was drawn in right away, but it just felt like I was, I was at home and it feels like you're contributing to something, um, you know, bigger than yourself. Um, even though like, yeah, you're there working out for your health and for you, like you get to go see like all these awesome people who are like all doing the same thing. Like you go to the class, everyone's doing the same thing. There's some friendly competition. Um, and then you like are, are there communicating with these people and like getting to know them and building those relationships um, that keep you coming back. And you're not just excited to go work out because it's an awesome workout, but you're like, sweet, I'm gonna go see all my friends. I'm gonna throw down. Um, it's just such a easy integration in, into your life and to make it a part of your lifestyle. And I think, uh, yeah, that's why it's so successful. Um, but yeah, that's, so that's what really stood out to me. Awesome. I like I like what you said about the about people being stoked because it's 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 sort of strange. It's not even like it's welcoming. It's like even introverts can go into a CrossFit gym and if they go in head down, like people will almost go out of their way to be like, "Hey, hi, like welcome to the workout. Come do this thing." Like it's it's they pull you out of your shell a little bit, and you I haven't seen that anywhere else where you literally can't walk in with your head down and try to be exclusive of everyone else just does not fly yeah totally like yeah coach knows you're there like they're gonna in interact and then like yeah everyone else too they're like yeah sweet stoked to see you like what's what's going on yeah, yeah. i think with so many people we see come into it like i don't really know about crossfit whatever like you know things they have or perceptions and then so quickly like i can think of multiple people like i drank the sauce and the sauce is like so much to do with th that that piece of that community and like i like, especially for myself joining fitness, like I've never been on team sports. I dance, I did other types of like athletic things. And from like day one, like any lifting day, sign me up. I can throw around some heavy weights, like Metcon days, like conditioning, like I am last always. And like, I think something was big to me was like, I was embarrassed about that until like starting CrossFit that like, I, I basically like became this, like someone has to always come in last and like being cheered on all the way to the end. And if everyone else is cleaning up their equipment or people would jump in and do like a last round with me, I know there's like back and forth that that should be a thing. But like, I always just like from the beginning, I was like, wow, like I can be last and feel part of it. And like, still rock that last spot a lot of times on certain workouts. So <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What about you, Carter? What do you kind of see as like different in like the gym experience and other customer experience things? Yeah, I mean, just this is kind of going off what Brandon said, uh, too. It's that community atmosphere. Um, for me, like, I joke all the time now. It's like, I don't I don't have friends outside of family or CrossFit. Uh, so outside of the gym, like, or my other job, I don't have friends outside of um, my, my occupation or outside of my family. So, uh, and that's just part of it is just that, like, I moved to a place where I didn't grow up. Um, but... Uh, all my social outlets have been through the gym for the most part for the last, you know, you know, better part of a decade at this point. And a lot of really, really good friendships, Brandon included, uh, have came from just being a part of this community. And this community has created so many opportunities or paths that I could go down. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's pretty amazing, just the community atmosphere. And it's all tied into that, how yeah. you just feel special just from, being around a group of like-minded people. And I remember actually talking to a member yesterday during open gym on Sunday, uh, he's kind of talking about how like he, there are certain people he's friends with now who he would, he never thought he would ever be friends with before. Hmm. And the gym creates a platform for people from all walks of life from, you know, uh, middle-class and up or wherever you fall in the demographic, you all come and find common ground in this space or in the gym. And you're all equal. Yeah, so I true. Remember, 
I overheard that yesterday. It was it was two it was two members, and they were saying like outside of the gym, they would never ever ever be friends because they come from completely different walks of life. But yet in the gym, yeah. they've got this like they're almost best friends. Like they go for brunch and stuff yeah. together now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is cool, and you know, I I also like that community piece hits home for me because I like I got four kids. Uh, my two oldest are nine and seven, and so I'm actively trying to find places where they can go hang out and have fun but not get into trouble. And so I find them like I'm bringing them to the gym with me, right? Like my daughter comes on Sundays, my son comes on Friday nights, like they come a couple of days of the week. And like, that's the community that I want them surrounded by. Because if it's not that, it's something else that may be just as good, right? You know, sports or whatever it happens to be, but there's just as good of a chance that there's less uh, positive influence that they could get into as well, right? So I, lo- I love that community that community feel because I think it resonates for me as a parent in a very different way, right? Some people gravitate towards it too, uh, you know, like the social aspect of things. For me, that's where I started, but it kind of evolved into like the whole family community piece of things too, which is really important. Love it. Your kids crush it. Again, yeah. they'll last next to your daughter for sure. Last to the from a seven-year-old, and I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, and Carter, I know, like we kind of introed this in the beginning. Since we've had you on our team, has it been two years? Has it been a year? A year? It was a year and a half. Year and a half. It'll be a year. It'll be a year next June or year next July. Got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, since we've had you join the campus team, you know we um, had just acquired campus. We've been through a lot of change and growth, and um, as we've kind of been building this this client first customer experience, you've been a big part in developing that with us. And I know, like you kind of said, like Brandon, your mentor, you're like, oh, I connected with him and and things like that. So we'd love to kind of hear like between you guys, like what what has evolved and what have you kind of learned from Brandon and kind of like between you guys and teaching each other I'm sure I know kind of I'm sure that goes back and forth uh no matter who started where that we all learn that way so I love to a little bit of that uh yeah Uh, I think like Brandon kind of already mentioned like he would kind of take Heather's classes and kind of regurgitate her information and kind of until it became his own I kind of was doing the same thing I was taking her classes I was taking Brandon's classes and I was just kind of taking what they were saying and repeating it until eventually it became my own thing and then i just became this i I think i became like an amalgamation of three different styles i had my own style i had heather style in there i had brandon style in there and it all just kind of meshed into what eventually just became my own style um and then we back at campus like brandon i started back at fuel brandon and i had uh monthly check-ins where you know basically brandon would just talk with me and then it'd become like you know what do you want to improve on and i'd say well i want to improve on this and he tricked me into making my goals uh and uh and so it's like just that self-improvement where it just kind of became like what do i want to improve on and i now it's kind of like that i can think i still follow that tony nicole you can probably uh affirm this i i keep i have that mindset of like what do i can i'm always improving i'm always looking to grow and what i'm always like self super super critical of how i'm doing and how i'm being how i'm being received or how i'm performing that i always want to be better and always changing that and i think i got a lot of that from our little sessions that i have with brandon where it's just like every month what what are you doing to improve and then it just became a mindset cool yeah i really enjoyed those and how did i how did i trick you into making your goals <laughs> it was just it was just that, those questions it's, it's that inter, motivational interviewing we're just like what do you want to improve on i want to do this and like it was just like it's that asking questions to bring out more answers so it's like mm-hmm. you ask them a question they answer it and they're like oh yeah okay that's what i'll go with and you know it it comes from the individual like the person you're interviewing and asking questions from that they came up with their own answer they came up with their goals just by being asked like how often are people asked like what do you want to be i don't know then they think well i want to be this cool you should try to do that okay i'll go do it hell yeah i like that yeah, creating creating the environment for growth mm. is just like yeah, just like getting getting like learning what you want to achieve, what do you want to get better at, what do you see, um, and it's just as much of a conversation, um, yeah, both ways. But then yeah, just like being the person who asks why, and then you like get to learn all about about that other person, and they get to maybe uncover some things as well, and they get total control and autonomy over how they, you know, grow. Awesome. So in that, in that kind of like 
because I mean that's like that in itself is like such an awesome topic of like creating an environment for growth like um tell us a little bit more about that like what are a couple like key important things to like create that environment like what what needs to be there for it to be an environment for growth gotcha yeah well Carter Carter definitely uh, elaborated a lot on it but um I think like my approach as uh, the manager in that in that role and just like facilitating growth was I think like trust and, and empathy have to be there and just like getting on the same page and communicating like most of this comes down to communicating and and having trust and like um, basically just like having a safe space to talk about how things are going how you're feeling like what you know what you see going on in the gym um, what you see when you're coaching what you see when you're working out um, and just like knowing that it's a safe place to express all those things. Mm. Um, and then being curious um, and just like asking questions like why, like why, like why is that important? Um, and then like learning more about exactly why that's important. And then you learn more about that person as, as uh, the conversation goes on. Well, and then, yeah, just kind of like framing just like ever, ever gently. So just like framing things or, um guiding uh each other really through the path to 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 growth and every time that we have our one-on-ones like i'd learn something new um whether it's about carter but most of the time too like about what's going on in my gym and so it was um very like mutual conversation and like very appreciative of that that's awesome. And I think like around like customer, like, you know, our topic is customer experience, but we've all seen this in workplaces that um, if the internal culture and that like area of support for growth and mentorship and all of that isn't there, like the customer experience can't even be like top of mind because it's too distracted by the drama and whatever else. So just by like, you know, we've seen that firsthand by like basically like customers are always first, but in hindsight, and like our roles as leaders, like our, our team is what comes first and like fostering those conversations, like, you know, uh, being able to openly have like hard conversations where like we can be there, say the hard things and like move on and, and then have those opportunities to like, you know, have that, those mentorship things create like a, a positive culture to then like ripple out to the rest of the team. And then the team is happy every day. And then we've seen that, that, that they're just more willing to take care of the members and, and it all kind of ripples ripples out so um kind of with that like how do we like how do you guys create um like customer experience culture in your gym with your team because I know again from like talking to Carter like we've had and Tony we've had these conversations more um that like some of these things are I don't want to say like naturally ingrained, but sometimes some of those like leadership things or, you know, philosophies or the way you see things are one thing. And it's really great if you're doing it, but it's not that helpful if like you're showing up that way every day, but your team is disconnected from it or isn't doing it. So like, how do you make sure that we take this like kind of customer experience, like culture and get the rest of your team on board and then like, and kind of look at that, whether whoever wants to jump in first for, for that one. Totally, yeah. Um, Carter, do you got something or should I jump in? Uh, why don't you jump in on that one, Brandon? <clears throat> okay, so I think you brought up a really good point, Nicole. Like everything, I remember hearing this in a podcast, but and they were talking about gym ownership, but everything trickles down from the top. Yeah. And so like the owners trickles down to managers, trickles down to coaches and staff, trickles down to members. Um, and when I heard that, I like immediately, like I felt a little like, well, a lot of pressure in that sense, but like really like, you know, just, I really wanted to make sure that, yeah, I was setting a good example, Mm -hmm. but then to what you were saying, like, how do you communicate that or how do you, um, yeah, like pass that throughout the entire space. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things that I really wanted to do was be um, good at taking feedback um from everyone so um especially coaches because they're like in a crossword gym they're the product like that's what the gym is 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 whoever's coaching on Mm. the floor at that time it's like they're the touch point for all the members they're controlling the music they're uh coaching everyone through the the workout connecting with everyone and like that's you know facilitates a huge part of the experience so Um, I just wanted to be really receptive to feedback and, um, 
my mindset was like, this is all of our, this is all of our space. This is all of our gym. Like we're all contributing to this and we're all pulling on the same rope. And so that was my mentality going into the coaches meetings, whether it's one-on-one or in a group Um, and having and encouraging that atmosphere, not only from me to the coaches, but from the coaches to the coaches and the coaches to the members and the members to the members, like everyone on that same vibe. Totally. Awesome. Did you guys have it in like mission statements or anything? Like how did you um, sort of memorialize that so that it was like a rallying cry or something similar? Totally. Yeah. We had, uh, we had three core values. Um, There's movement quality over everything. Um, We build together and it's been a while now. Do you remember the last one, Carter? I think that last one's hard, but fun. Yes. Hard, but fun. Yeah. Nailed it. (laughs) That's very very fitting with our work hard, play hard at campus thing. That's maybe it's a Carter theme. I don't know. (laughs) Love that. Love that. I like the core values piece. That's good. Awesome. And Carter, what about yourself? Like, how do you take your, you know, customer first mindset and, and spread that across like our, our team and especially with a team of um, we're growing quickly and lots of newer coaches that don't haven't necessarily um, seen and, and experienced um, it necessarily. Uh, yeah. Um, I It's accountability for me. A lot of it is just like uh, letting people know like, Hey, like I am here to help you. But at the same time, like, I'm also looking for your guidance as well. So it's like, you know, the idea for me is like, you know, if I'm helping other coaches, um, who, who holds me accountable, hmm. right? So I'm accountable to my team. And that's uh, that leadership mentality that, you know, the leader is accountable to the people that they lead. Uh, so I would say to the coaches, hey, look, if you have something that you think I need to improve on, please let me know. Because, um, you know, who coaches the coach, the other coaches? Uh, and the same thing to the members, like, you know, putting myself out to the members, to the members and saying, Hey, look, if you have any questions, let me know. I'm here to help you. I'm here for your guy. I'm here for, to take your feedback. I always, whenever I ask people, you know, ask them how their gym experience is, I always ask them like, what has been good and what has been bad? Hmm. What, tell me those, like, I, I want to hear those, you know, you know, what some people, it's like the icky things. They don't want to tell you, but they need to. And so I want to hear that both positive and that negative feedback because we need to make, we need to fix the negative feed, the negatives mm-hmm. and we can only fix them when we know about them. So like just putting it out there, like I'm open to it, just like Brandon said, like being receptive and just like, I want to hear about it. And I ask for it a lot. Cool. Tony, what about yourself then? Like in terms of customer experience and, and building that culture in, in campus since getting it now for almost two years is it, is it almost two years i need to stop dating things <laughs> it's all yeah. through covid whenever covid started we bought a gym six weeks before that so <laughs> yeah covid basically, is like one big long year yeah it's monday <laughs> there's like before covid and after covid basically yeah. that's been monday every single day for a long time <laughs> I no I, I i think my position's a little bit of like merged of, of what i just heard there like I, uh, one of my first like real career jobs that I worked at was a retail store and the CEO, like there was like 50 stores across Canada and the CEO used to travel to all the stores and, you know, he was, you know, he drove a Porsche, made lots of money, like, you know, did, had no reason to necessarily do this. But the first thing that he did when he went into all of his stores was straight into the bathroom. And if the bathroom was dirty, he would clean the bathroom. And you knew if you were a store manager and you found the CEO in there cleaning your bathroom, like you were in shit. And that sort of mentality, like I always, he always brought it up. He doesn't do it because um, he's trying to get anybody in trouble. He's doing it because that's where it starts, mm-hmm. right? If you're a customer, there's those little details, those basics that like, if you don't have the pride to take care of your facility that way yourself, then why should anybody else, right? Why should your store manager, why should your warehouse workers, why should any of these people, right? And so for me at the gym, it's, it, it was that, right? If, if I had to go coach a class, I was going to go coach a class. If something had to get repaired, like a window got smashed or a barbell got broken or like rowers had to get moved between the facilities, like whatever it was, it was me doing it, right? It, it didn't really matter. And, and I just think that that leading by example was kind of the thing, like there's been lots of times where Carter should have gone home, but he's like, no, I'm going to do the mop because tomorrow morning it's a full class. I know I got this coach here and she wouldn't want to be like 
coming into the gym in this environment. And I wouldn't want my people to start that way. So, you know, it was just sort of that type of habits of like, look, everybody is, is part of this. Everybody, you know, has a role in this and nobody's beneath doing any of these jobs. And so I think that just kind of starts, starts the trend. That's awesome. And I think with um, like, customer experience that if you asked a customer no customer is gonna be like you know what's really important that our I, I for me to pick a gym I really want to make sure the coaches are having one-on-ones with their leader and their culture is really good like that's just not what they're gonna say is most important or even on their mind like we know in these positions it is but I'd be interested to know from you guys like what would you say like from a customer's perspective in like the customer experience as being part of a gym um is the most important things to them um they're probably different than what, what we think are important in, in like our roles. So what do we think like the customers think are, are the most important for them? Like what makes it memorable, memorable other than community? <laughs> but yeah, totally. Um, yeah. The, well, the customer experience starts when they walk in the door mm. Well, maybe like when they park at the facility, like there's parking or what like the status of the parking lot is or like, you know, what's going on. But anyways, so like you walk in and so I, I would, I would always try to like say, Hey, like whenever someone walks in, call them by name, say, hi, how's it going? Like within, like, as soon as they walk in the the door, just to like set their, um, like first impression of walking in, like, Oh, sweet. Like they know I'm here. Awesome. Um, but then yeah, like definitely like those little things of like members will, will pick up what like the bathroom status looks like. If it's like not clean in a while, like it's like, it's not a good feeling to change in there. Like, you know, take your 10 second before the workout pee break in there. Um, but, uh, <laughs> called out <laughs> <laughs> every class, every single class. Um, so, um, yeah. And then after those little things, like I, I'm hyper aware of just the gym floor experience. Oh. Um, so like, what's the, like music's like always like very like high on my priority list. I feel like music can have a really big impact on, um, even how people are, you know, willing to communicate. I find sometimes if it's too quiet, um, people are kind of hesitant to like, you know, reach out or like have, have a conversation. Cause like, if it's an open space, like everyone can hear. So like try and have the, like the volume at a certain level. Um, and then and then yeah just like the the product of what they get they get a sweet workout they uh get attention from the the coach and yeah they smash a workout with their friends carter what about you uh yeah i think very high on my list is names uh you should as a coach be able to call out and use call them by name every single person that comes in your door uh that sends such a message is just like that you you, you remember them you like you know their name you, that's uh, you know, you can call them out. I think that's a big one, uh, for me. Um, and then, yeah, cleanliness. Um, I'm kind of, uh, the gym floor, having a clean gym floor is a big one on my list. Um, it's kind of funny. You might see me, uh, if I see a hair on the floor, you might see me walking around the floor with a little bit of tape and just picking up random hairs. Uh, but I want to make Cheers. sure that no one does a burpee and comes up with someone else's hair, uh, that's no no fun um that's so, so awesome good for you just courteous really like such a polite yeah. guy yeah. uh <laughs> i just yeah, i don't know no one wants other people's hair but i i that is one thing that i think has really set a tone here like in campus yeah um in years past i know campus hasn't had the cleanest floor and since i since tony and nicole took over since i came on i know that has been a topic of conversation that the floors are cleaner than they've ever been um, and it's just, I, I think it shows a lot of value that we value them, that we don't want, we want them to be working out in a clean space, especially during COVID, um, that they, you know, they should feel safe. They should feel clean, uh, especially in, uh, the current state of affairs. Wow. Uh, the other one I think is, yeah, just make sure everyone gets a, le a little bit of the coach, one little piece, yeah. whether it's, you know, a couple of conversation, whether you help them improve their technique or whether you gave them a little bit of education or knowledge everyone should get some piece of you in that hour. Totally. It's awesome. And I, I love what you said about Brandon, about how it starts like we're in the parking lot. That reminds me 
again, I manage pools. So um, talking about cleanliness, I used to tell my lifeguards, like, I want the pool deck lickable. Everyone's like, ew, gross. Um, but in terms of like the customer experience starting in the parking lot, I used to say like, it starts even before that, like people are choosing to, 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 to spend like that extra money they have, like they made a decision to spend it on like a gym membership or a thing. Maybe they drove there and it was bad traffic. And then parking was whatever experience. They come into the front desk. Maybe there was a long lineup. They went, finally got to the bathrooms, got to the bathroom and it was dirty. They had all these experiences before they even like get to do the thing which like maybe we have rock star um class management and class control but all those little touch points that are memorable and meaningful when someone's like choosing to do these things um and it could be as simple as like and and so just that like saying hi to somebody when they come in it almost like wipes the slate clean like for me if i had like bad traffic couldn't find parking stepped in a puddle on the way drop my mask on the ground. I don't know whatever else happens to me that if I walk in and Carter is just like, Hey, how's your day? I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I'm here now. I'm present. Forget all that. Like this is like restarting my experience. So I love that. Like something as simple as like a smile and a hello, just to set the tone um, with that, like ambiance, whatever that music is, um, is awesome for sure. I like the, there's, there's almost a piece. I like that you mentioned that it starts be like even before the parking lot or after that. Cause like, I would argue that the customer experience almost never stops, right? Like from the moment they maybe like enter an email address into like the journey of signing up with your gym, that's all sort of part of the experience. And one of the things that I like to do as a coach, because I'm like, I've only been coaching for about a year and a half. And so like, I genuinely want feedback from people on how things went. And so I'll go up to people after the class and I'll ask them if they would have changed anything in their workout that day. And it's not really because I want to know what they would have changed or how I should have scaled differently. I want them to repeat back to me kind of like how they felt about the session and ultimately how they felt about that hour, right? So that they, I know how they're leaving the gym and I can try to leave them with something that can help them be motivated to come back, right? If they come back and they say, you know, I would have changed it because it was way too heavy. I should have scaled. I really did something to my back. Okay, here's some stretches. Here's some things you can do with. I know I got to check up with you tomorrow, right? If somebody comes in and says, I really thought I could have gone like heavier on that. I feel like I left something on the table. Like, okay, great. Write that down in the app, track your performance for next time. You can go five, 10 pounds heavier, whatever that happens to be. But if you don't have that connection and then the person gets in their car and they drive home for that 15, 20 minutes, whatever's in their head is going to continue to be repeating in their head, right? And you didn't have a chance to interrupt that cycle. And that could be very positive. It could be negative. It could be somewhere in the middle. But either way, you didn't have a chance as a coach to sort of like have that final check-in piece of things. And I think that is a key point for coaches to be able to get involved in that experience between classes, right? That last moment, that last piece of things. And like leave a little little nugget. So like, okay, come back next time. We'll see you then. And we'll work on that one thing that we just talked about. That's such a good piece. I love that. Yeah, it's awesome. Um and before we were kind of recording this podcast, Tony and I were kind of saying like, you know, what do we want people listening to this, like coaches and, and gym owners to like take from this? And ultimately, like we knew these conversations would go a lot of directions that hopefully someone like leaves us feeling inspired to do like a little bit more of something or maybe like a little bit less of something, like whatever, whatever that kind of is. So that kind of like moves us into a bit more of like tangible. Um, I think there's a lot of like epic takeaways that have just like naturally come out in conversation. But um, personally, between you guys, like I'm not. I've been in the fitness space my whole career, but I've never been a coach myself. Um, I've always been on like the business side and, you know, teaching, but like teaching you to be a, a, a first aid kind of person. Um, so basically, sorry, with like tangible things and um, personally with you guys, like how do you kind of start your day? Do you have like a mental checklist as like leaders of your gym, like things to make sure get done every day? Like how do you prioritize yourself when you come into the gym and you see there's a few different things that need attention? Um, like how do you show up to that to your day? and what do you do? Yeah, that's, that's a good cool. question. Carter, do you got, you got a I good start like... there? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have a bit of a checklist when I come into the gym. Uh, so when I walk into the gym, uh, a couple of things. I, I always check the rowers, make sure they're put away properly. Uh, <laughs> check the dumb, I kind of go right to the equipment, make sure just everything's put away properly. I do my walk around, make sure everything where is where it needs to be. And I just do a quick little, little tour um, and just make sure everything's in its proper place. Um, uh, maybe, maybe, 
you just started with us and I came into the gym the first day. I'm like, all the boxes are the same way and all the weights are like facing the same direction. I'm like, okay, like <laughs> this is going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I may have a little bit of OCD. My wife might tell you I have a whole lot of OCD, uh, but uh, I like things being organized and I like things all being the same. We appreciate know, your how OCD, you Carter. <laughs> Brendan, how do you feel about that? Uh, greatly appreciated. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, it's awesome quality. <laughs> and the attention to detail, yeah, it's uh, it was always very appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's my checklist when I come in the gym. Uh do my little thing, go through like bring out the workout on the on the board. But like I as far as like when I get out of bed, um I'm always the the first one in the gym most days. So I'm coming in at like five coming in for the five thirty class. So I try to be here at like five twenty. Um not always able to make it that early, but I try to get here before anyone else, make sure that when they're coming in, TV's on, everything's set up, ready to go. Uh the apps and Muse is playing. We're ready to go the moment they walk in the door. That's my goal when I wake up and when I get there in the morning first thing. Um, and just like, yeah, I like to make sure that everything's ready for the, for the members. Can I ask, what do you do right after? Because you start the day at 530. So you don't have like a couple hours before your first class, right? Like you kind of get no. right into the coaching. So your your setup time is probably right after that first class, right? That's when you can finally take a breath and stuff like that. So do you have... Do you have habits or things that you fit in there as like daily must-dos? Uh, yeah, my daily must after that, like once the Tell class us the is truth. done. What I, do you actually do after that first class? You've got a weird smirk on your face right you now. I'm curious. <laughs> I live a chaotic lifestyle and you know I do. Um, I don't have very much time after that first class because um, that class runs till about 6.30. Uh, and then usually I need to be out the door by set like 7 30 at the latest so i have maybe 30 minutes 45 minutes to do what i have to do and you know sometimes i have a little bit of opportunity to um to do a little bit of a workout if i don't have to be at my next job too soon but um usually i take that time to go around do my wipe downs clean uh surfaces that are high touch areas check the bathrooms uh, check the paper towels, check the cleaning supplies, just make sure everything's there, ready to go for the next class and for the rest of the day. Uh, and then kind of make sure it's clean. And then I'm out the door again. Uh, cause I got another job that I got to be at by eight or nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and then, I'm, and then after that job, I'm usually coming back to the gym or I'm coming back for something. So, you know, my day starts at five 30 in the morning, give or take, and it ends at maybe six or seven in the evening. <laughs> I thought your smirk was like, you're practicing for like the, what was that ninja ninja warrior thing you guys were yeah, going to do? The world the ninja tag. between ninja tag. Shoulder was like setting up like things to practice your ninja skills. That's what I thought you were going to be like, right after my class is when the ninja skills come out. <laughs> no, the ropes come planning, down. Planning my, my exit strategy to get to my next location. Fair. Fair, fair. <laughs> so. Brandon, what about what about you with uh, with your sort of morning daily routine type stuff? Do you have any like kind of go to habits or like staples as part of that? Yeah. Um, again, I I was listening to a podcast uh, a while ago and heard um, one strategy of doing the most important thing in your day as soon mm -hmm. as you get up or like make that like you're the first thing that you that you do so that you. Yeah, essentially, like you you win the day, like within your first hour, like however it was framed. But um, so I tried it and I really liked it. Um, it. That strategy worked for me. I will try and do, yeah, the most important thing, um, you know, given what's feasible, like at what time of day, like most of the time for me right now, it's going to be some sort of learning. Um, so some sort of growth in in myself. Um, most of the time it's within the, the fitness realm. Um, but yeah, just kind of like getting curious about things, trying to learn, trying to just kind of change a perspective here. Or like, you know, maybe I'm working on a course or, um, stuff like that, but I want to, yeah, kind of, yeah, do the most important thing in my day, whatever I think the most important thing is <laughs> at the time. I love that you, like perspective that you choose though, that like that most important thing, or, like this season of your life is like growth or learning or curiosity or whatever you're working on and that wasn't like an external thing for someone else or a checklist it was like fill my own cup and then that can kind of like spread out so like mm -hmm. people have that idea but not always like practice that for sure 
Sorry. Taking notes for myself. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that's a, that's a really good point because yeah, you you did you picked something for yourself first, and it's almost like you're fueling yourself so that you can go out and sort of do these things. So, how do you pick the most important thing? Is it like a like a pre bed routine kind of thing? Uh, no, it's usually like a just uh, it runs in themes. Um, cool. So for a while, it'll be like a course, um, or if I'm like notice or my partner notices that i'm chronically stressed maybe like oh. the first hour is just de-stressing <laughs> and like maybe it it. it's watching a tv show cool. <laughs> and Whatever like you is. know um uh yeah definitely like yeah trying to fill my own cup before i can help others um another quote i heard you can't help anyone else if you don't help yourself first right um and i that's really resonated with me that's the airplane thing. I'd like, I don't know how much you guys travel, but every time you go on an airplane, they remind you like put the mask on yourself before you help anyone else. Because if you pass out while you're trying to help other people, you're no good to other people. And it's such a simple thing, but it applies in so many places in life that really you have to put yourself in a position to be able to help before you can really be helpful to others. Right. Which can be hard when you're like human centered and like really care about experience and people team and your clients. Like you just feel like that is like, how, how how who else can I help and help all their problems first just seems to be like a natural thing and you have to like challenge yourself that it, it is it is the reverse you can do more of that if you do more of this kind of thing so I got yeah. caught in that big time yeah like, that's exactly the mindset I had for like until I started practicing that that uh mm. that mentality um and yeah it was just like because coaching is coaching an hour of a class is one of the most like draining hours Mm -hmm. um not in like a bad way but it's it takes it takes a ton of attention you're looking after and facilitating an environment for so many different people mm -hmm. um and if everyone's going to get that touch point like carter said and i like totally agree like everyone deserves a little bit of your time in that class um you have to have like up to 20 like little conversations mm -hmm. that in that hour um or like fix a cue here or like just you know be that person that someone talks to about this like really hard thing in their day that you're the only person they told that day. Um, and it just, it, it takes a lot. So yeah, like definitely not letting yourself burn out in that capacity um, oh. is, is huge for sustainability. Totally. And what are some things in that, like, what are some at this point now that you're more like introspective and aware of that and like challenging yourself to like not be in that is like I think something everyone strives for what are some like key points or like even Carter or anybody else like what are key points that you guys experience in yourselves when you're like oh red flag red flag I'm trying to slip into like caring for other people first before my before myself oh yeah just kind of like um just everything starts to get a little bit stale yeah um yeah I'll try and think of some red flags do you have any yeah. Carter uh, I don't necessarily see them when they happen. I know my wife is really good about pointing them out when they mm -hmm. start to happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, probably one of them is I become really irritable, mm -hmm. like really irritable at home. And my wife picks up on it really quickly. Um, and it's one of the one things that I've always kind of, I, I'm constantly working at being better at it. But mm -hmm. I do know that like, I'll, I'm in the same mindset. Like I give and give and give so much of myself and it's so easy for me to give freely of that piece, those pieces of myself because I enjoy so much of what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, it's not, a, it's not a sacrifice to me. It's not, um, it's not a hard thing for me to do. It's just like, if I know that someone needs that from me in that moment, in that time, in that space, I, it's just almost natural that I just like, yeah, let me give you all as much as I can. And I've been told sometimes I might give too much and I need to hold some back in reserve. Mm -hmm because I give a whole lot all at once. Um, and I'm, and I, I do that all the time. Uh, but yeah, my wife will pick out and like, Hey, you need to slow down. You're, you're, you're burning the candle at both ends. And usually at that point, it's like, cool. I just need to take a really, really good sleep, uh, and recharge and then I'm good to go. But, uh, a lot of that is then also taking that time away for myself and then recharging, resetting the batteries and then going again. But I know it's my wife picks, my wife will tell me. Yeah, ditto. ditto yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and uh yeah, I my like I'll notice my fuse will like get shorter. And so like yeah, that in regards to that more irritability thing or like things that should normally just kind of roll off my back will like kind of stick in there a little bit when uh yeah, 
it's like actually not that big of a deal. Cool. Yeah. And I think you, you kind of know it too, right? Like if, if we all are honest with ourselves and like take a step away from the monster that we are in, in some of these moments and like, we recognize that, like we see those moments when it's, when it's happening and maybe that's what we need is we just need to talk honestly with other people in those things. And that draws out the red flags that we are yeah. maybe blind to at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, I want to, can I, can I dig in a, a, a little couple things? So you guys have now been like leaders of coaches for a number of years, right? That role is very different than being a coach. So if you guys had to give one piece of advice to somebody that is a coach aspiring to be, or endeavoring to be, or just recently offered this, you know, management leadership kind of thing, do you have a piece of advice that you would give sort of a younger version of yourself? Like, focus on this if you give one person you know the person that you were starting to be when you were sort of leading it leading a team of coaches a while ago one piece of advice for them we'll start with brandon if you have one yeah i do um i saw that in the the show notes there and i had a good think about it um i think what i would say is be curious hmm. um and what i mean by that is always like look at you know, someone else's point of view first before making judgments. Um, and being curious about how other people do things or what other people see or different strategies that are out there um, and being curious first um, and really learning, um, learning or finding the value in those other things. And then if there is value that you can see there, then taking it on for yourself. Um, and then that kind of ties in um, with what we were talking about earlier of accepting feedback and, um, you know, getting in that mindset um, of like creating that safe space for people to com communicate. But yeah, being, uh, being curious, that's what I would say. Curious with a little bit of humility, it sounds like to be able to receive some of that curiosity feedback, right? Totally. Yeah. Um, uh, it's actually, do you guys watch Ted Lasso? Uh, TV no, show. No, I literally oh, okay. thought it last night. I was like, need to save this. Everyone keeps yeah. telling me it needs to happen. So like, I just, <laughs> I just got on this wave. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it actually like came up um, in in one of the episodes, and it like yeah. really, really hit home. And it what it kind of reminded me of this, and it was a really nice way to sum it all up. Um, but yeah, so like the moral of it was like being curious first um, wow. will like proceed any automatic judgments that you could give instead of like if you hear something and immediately you're like oh i don't like that i'm just going to judge it versus like being curious about it you know trying to like really get to know it find the value um or then if there is none then you can judge it <laughs> <laughs> but uh be curious first first i like that okay carter what do you what do you think what's uh what's your your one piece of advice to a younger younger version of yourself uh yeah this is something i'm still working on but like if i could tell myself to start working on earlier um and i'm gonna relay this i'll have a metaphor with this to go with it um but uh be reflective not reactive uh so one of the so playing baseball i was uh, one of the positions i played was an outfielder and the for the most important step that an outfielder takes when a ball is hit is not a step forward, not to react, but to take a step back, to watch the play, and then make their decision. All right. So the idea is that you can only like if you take a step back, you have all the options to go with. But if you take that first step forward and you're going forward and then the ball's over your head, well now you have to turn around and run. But if you take that step backwards and you can make a judgment, watch the ball, take a look like is it falling short and do I need to run in or do I need to turn and start tailing now? And so you have that couple seconds to make that decision. Whereas if you just react, you're already in it. And you, there's a chance that you it's too late to change, make a different choice. So that's what I would say is to be reflective, not reactive. Holy shit. I love that. I was an outfielder too. Yeah. I really <laughs> yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. If you took a beautiful so metaphor, times, great job. How so many times do you see people take that first step and you're like, Oh no, they're, they're screwed. It's done. Yeah. It falls over their yeah. head. Yeah. So <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. Um, and that's a, I think that's the hardest thing as an outfielder is getting that mindset to to pause, to take that step back. Because it's it's very easy for like you, the ball gets hit, you hear it, you hear connect, you hear the sound, and you see the ball in the air, and you're 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 running it, or you're running back. 
So I, I, I don't know if you can agree with that, Brennan, or not, but I think learning to not take that forward step was hard for me mm-hmm. when I was, when I, when I moved from uh, out into the outfield. Yeah. Yeah. Just like not wanting to just attack everything mm-hmm. and just yeah. like, yeah, assessing the situation and making the best decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> That was great, guys. I, I I really like Carter. Kind of how you just sort of like put a bow on 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 everything there with like, just kind of take a step back, assess the situation, and make the decision. That's what uh, you know. Seniority, experience, uh, wisdom sort of teaches us is like you can you can kind of take that approach and then always make the best decision, right? So. It's awesome. We could definitely dig a little bit more into customer experience and athlete experience and all that sort of stuff. And so maybe we'll do that another time, but uh, I think we'll, we'll leave everything there. So thank you, coach Carter. Thank you, coach Brandon. Definitely appreciate you guys jumping on and all the insight. And I loved hearing a little bit more about the background. It was cool to hear a little bit more about where, where coach Carter comes from and some of the stories behind that. I'm sure there's more stories that are not told on the recorded lines, but maybe we'll get those out one day. So yeah. I think in the right show on. notes, we'll add some, um, any recommendations you guys have, we'll get from you guys of like books to listen to or podcasts. There's so much knowledge in these spaces that we can link those for fu- uh, future references. So yeah. We got lots of books. We had a book club at Fuel. Yeah. Book club. It was super yeah. fun. We just joked about a book club today. <laughs> that was awesome. I, I loved it. They're, they're in our coach's guide. I put them into our recommended uh, books to listen to for our coach's guide. Oh, that's so sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So we'll pull, the, we'll pull those out and we'll yeah. definitely include those in the show notes. That's awesome. Yeah. Beauty. This was awesome. Thanks, yeah. guys. All right. Thank you so Thanks, much guys. for having me. This was a blast. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. Good times.